This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. And just want to give you an update on the girl case that went to the Supreme Court. And I have an opportunity to travel to Washington, D.C. Um, and support the plaintiffs. Uh, we had uh, representatives from the ACLU, the NAACP, um, and we have numerous of, of activists all over the country that came to uh, DC on per se participate in the case, but to kind of like support the plaintiffs in this case. And, and uh, they uh, was able to share their story. Arguments uh, in that case, there was a rally that took place. Supreme Court was, uh, Supreme Court was basically like maybe a block and a half 
uh, also not too far from there was from uh, uh, so we was like right near the U.S. Capitol and the Supreme Court and D.C. was like in the mid 40s and uh, it looked like the really cold. And so uh, well as I you know wanted to be, I thought it could be a little bit more organized. You know, as that I had with this rally is that they had more people speaking. in Alabama, didn't have an organization in Alabama, then, you know, wasn't a, that spoke. And I have a problem with that because this case is about versus Borough case uh, was the case of Alabama voters Uh, who said that the uh, the lines that was drawn was not only unconstitutional, but it violated the Voting Rights Act. And that was the question that was brought before the Supreme Court. And so for, for them, uh, towards the end of the trip page on Facebook, uh, we do have some coverage of the rally and we post it so that you can hear the actual arguments as well. Us. Uh, I really believe that there should have been more speakers who were from Alabama, not from Alabama. And we had an opportunity to kind of like give up. Those that was there, particularly those that were from Alabama, because again, that's the case that's going to, that if you're gonna have an event like that, that the, the people that are most impacted take the lead. And I saw less of that. And I have a problem with that because now you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, and the largest organizations, you know, are saying that. You know, therefore, you know, I should be out in front versus the smaller organizations who. That's the problem, you know, to me. I believe that the people who are on the ground in that particular. Should have the most opportunities to, you know, to speak and be. But that's, you know, that's just how. You know, I feel, I really believe that 
what it was. But through it all, there was some great speak. We do appreciate that uh, organizers and organizations uh, with Alabama. Um, there was another case, uh, Mulligan Cal uh, Merrill, which uh, basically talked about the representative lines, and they're saying in, in that case that it's drawn in such a way that uh, it into choosing who their representatives want, you know, wanted to be. And also to a lot of Senate or State House of Representatives, there, there are not representatives by a minority person, but they're not competitive at all. And if you look at Republican or heavily Democratic. So you really don't get the whole, you know, picture as you know, you know, represent. And that was one of the arguments that was real quick um, to kind of share some of my screen here. And there we go. So al.com first. I thought that they had this uh, landmark case. Uh, because this is one of the cases where the one from North Carolina, War versus Harvard. So this this was from this article uh, was written and. Um, you know, even though it was uh, the day, you know, I thought that this was pretty good. It starts out by, you know, and the Montgomery bus boycott, and then it goes into the future where uh, a modern day um, civil rights activist by the Uh, to me, and he's like really uh, down to earth person. And there's uh, a Birmingham. So it starts out and from people from Rosa Parks to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the state in the past. And so 
right now. We'll see, I mean, half a century after the civil rights movement has taken place. State of Alabama in this redistricting case known as that has made it to the Supreme Court after all courts, it finally made its way to the Supreme Court. Alabama had received a increase. So there was an increase in population uh, which of course there was also an increase. So we're now close to 30%. So because of that, Alabama's poll actually congressional seat. So really, there are supposed to be eight. Not the seven that we have right now, because there's been an increase in population in 2020. I'm not going to say they overlook. I think they deliberately wanted a uh, in a district because when they redraw the lines because uh, the, the, the legislator, state legislator and a second minority African-American and so this case are Voting Rights Act of 1965 by diluting political power of in which they make up a majority or close to it. So it has to be sense. So it has to be a simple majority. Of uh, uh, minorities that live there, or a, I mean, if, <clears throat> or a simple majority of 50 plus one. So, in other words, there has to be, you know, then it is uh, a, uh, a majority. And so that's why this lawsuit was uh, came about. The case of the Supreme Court uh, to reduce the political influence of black voters, but it also represented the government in the United States. Both major political parties have practiced that is probably as old as the as the country itself. So drawing of congressional and state legislative boundaries to see men 
been in control of the process in far more states since the 2010 elections. The share of state houses in U.S. House seats conservative or GOP policies, including uh, abortion, the will of voters. The Associated Press that Alabama has one of the most gerrymandering congressional maps in the country. What you have here is that that the 27% of the pipe color have in the state of Alabama is packed into one district. That is District 7 uh, by uh, Representative Terry Sewer, the only Democrat congressional districts are heavily Republican. And The president analysis from 2017 shows that Alabama has won in the country. And basically all of the population of African Americans in Republican dominated elected office or redistricts. So you can imagine that, you know, some of the things that this court, see, they don't want anything to do with that. And they deliver in creating a second district with a democratic leaning black. So basically you'll have uh, six Republicans, basically, which of course would make up one fourth of the congressional body. And it's a three judge panel that includes two appointees of former President Trump. That Alabama legislature likely violated the Voting Rights Act. According to the panel, black voters have less opportunity than other Alabamians to elect candidates of their choice. Lawmakers should draw new lines for this year's election and create a or a near majority of the population. But a vote of, of five to four in February, Alabama to allow this year's congressional elections take place without adding a to suggest that it is too close to spring primaries to make a change. Diluted voting strength of black residents by packing a large number seventh district where 55% of the voters are black while fragmenting other Belt region and the city of Montgomery. 
the majority of the black voters are at. Our senior counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Represented of uh, the plaintiffs, and he was there on uh, the afternoon uh, where uh, he was one uh, basically talked about what went, what going, what went, what went down in the. If the Supreme Court does size with. New map is going to be drawn. We do know that. And they're going to be ordered to add an A. There's going to be a special election to where the people will be able to uh, elect. Obviously, the, the whole map has to be you know, redrawn map. Every district has to have the same amount of population. So for example, if you got uh, 8 million people in Alabama, each, uh, each state must have, each district must have at least 1 million those two particular uh, and and those two particular districts, the majority of the population is pretty much what the outcome will be if the Supreme Court there won't be no new, there won't be any re-elections of representatives because that would have already taken place in November. A new, there will be an election for, to this will represent District 8, Congressional District for the state of Alabama. So there will be an election for that. In this, in this case, the, uh, the plaintiffs, they, uh, the increase in population in the state of Alabama, in eighth, there's supposed to be a, 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 an eighth district. And it is a district um, predominantly African American. This article tells a little uh, who is uh, uh, who is uh, uh, his ancestors was enslaved in the Black Belt, uh, and he's the of those who have been enslaved in the Black Belt. And again, just like many injustices that was connected to that, you know, over the years, 
Um, he mentioned that there, there are several major needs that needs uh, that needs that includes generational poverty, the lack of adequate internet service, and a desire for a broader array of healthcare services. So those are. kind of gave their personal side uh, to you know their their experience um, um, along with our opportunity uh, to speak and it's going to be a that is connected to this case of you know as well. Um, they had an opportunity to what they feel about the case, and I had an opportunity to uh, to going to be so. I'll keep you abreast of what when that on uh, the OBS Australia broadcast section. This article kind of gives a little bit about uh, representation in Congress that goes all the way back to the mid 90s. You know, and how uh, the chair of the uh, both chair. Were in charge of redrawing the lines. I think it's uh, Senator John McClendon, Representative Chris Kringle, uh, Pringle. Um, they are also in that lawsuit as well. And uh, Attorney General Steve Marshall mentioned that. And that uh, it is based on a neutral we partisan group of legislators, which is a lie. You know, that was that it was those uh when those amounts was approved, it was it was divided by. The majority of the Republicans voted for it, and uh, Attorney General Steve Marshall, you know, said in this article, "It's not true." Um, that's how the two chairs, uh, McClendon and Prince. So even though they are proclaimed that uh, they have used a race neutral, the, the, the packing or cracking of minorities in order to suppress the 
against federal law. They still talk about this race neutral approach, which is also a lot. Does the seventh congressional district in Alabama looks like? Obviously, it's pretty bad. It snakes a winding path. States black belt, a swat of land named for the rich soil. Antebellum plantation, and then it goes all the way to the city of. Democrat Representative Terry Stewart, who has represented the district. House members since she took office in 2011. And by the way, she was. The state's other six districts had reliably. Seward was the only member of the Alabama's delegation to support restoring the most effective. The Voting Rights Act, which was gutted in a 2013 Supreme Court. The revisions referred to as pre-clearance forced Alabama and other states and the Justice Department or federal court approval before making any Some black voters outside of Sewell's district said that they feel that their concerns Republican office holders in the districts that favored the GOP to pay it. Do you have some uh, black voters there are outside? the majority white population that they have, or the majority of the population is white. And so having a will allow um, African-Americans voter and Congress and also they will have an uh, and address on the federal level, okay? Uh, the federal government has been doing it in the last couple of years uh, and has been a voice for it. African Americans and the state of Alabama talked about some of the and it talks about some of the stuff that uh, that cares at money to to the recent passing of the Inflation Reduction Dollar Infrastructure Bill that was recently passed.
He also have an African-American who is running for which, of course, the incumbent in So we had a fine uh, candidate uh, that is running. It's a race and uh, some of the same issues that Democratic nominee in District 2, Congressional District 2, And in March, the entire uh, Alabama congressional delegate—they've they voted to pack that money. You know, they, they voted against the Infrastructure Act, pocket costs for Medicare recipients, what, what else? We have done. They certainly, uh, they certainly voted not to expand That's pretty much what this article, you know, is talking about. You know, what actually, you know, you know happened. Justice, uh, so Justice uh, Jackson, um, uh, President Joe Biden, uh, she really took these folks to school. Uh, uh, very abreast in constitutional law, so. Point. And constitutional law. Um, consider her to be a great. Talked about not only the constitutionality, you know, of a history lesson of you know what was going on, as well. Uh, the lawyer that represent uh, this was very vague. They didn't have a. They didn't have a. You know, I do realize is that the Supreme Court in recent years have not really and. Most of their decisions have been politically motivated. Like, for example, 
reverse Roe versus Wade a couple of months ago. Um, it was politically motivated. And that kind of threw the panel, the plaintiffs are, you know, it's not like they pop and champagne. They are cautiously op optimistic because so that, that the modern Supreme Court have not necessarily been following the rule of law and that And so we hope that this is not uh, pretty much that would be very limited to hardly no power that African Americans will have really no voting power and no political power. Uh, This, there's another case, Moore versus Harper, uh, that would be, you know, that says uh, state legislators should have the in in a theory known as legislator Independent state legislator doctrine, that's what it's called. And in that doctrine, matters should be decided by the states. And the Supreme Court, complete control over what's going on in elections. That means that they can draw destroy. Uh, African American of minority, in, you know, voters. So, in other words, we will go right back, which uh, African Americans did not have the right to vote before nineteen. Sixty-seven years. Uh, to which we pay taxes in this country. Voting rights. So that case right there, Moore versus Harper, had an article here that uh, that talks about. Uh, what what exactly? Uh, what, what exactly you know took place? Uh, happened in this case, and so the question would be: violated section two of being asked. So the League of Women Voters, uh, many organizations that uh, stood in solid mirror. 
And again, the question is the Voting Rights Act by diluting political power of Africa. Again, uh, that is, and I believe they had a pretty strong is that their maps are fair and race neutral, and that the drawing of second district were. What do you? What do you? What are you talking about? I mean, the majority of the people, 80%, nearly 80% of the voters in Alabama are white. So, white voters, by having a second congressional uh, reverse discrimination. But here is uh, Keninji Brown Jackson. And voting practices or procedures is the act was passed in the first place. It was also at as in voting, as this case has pointed out. You know, for every argument that the state of Alabama had, uh, and not to mention insightful. The state argument, the state case kind of like crumbled like a, like a, like I was, I mean, it was, it was absolutely um, mind boggling. African American woman that's on the court was so knowledgeable. You know, bring historical facts that more mind boggling, really mind boggling. Um, go to Australia Broadcast Section Facebook page to where you would have opportunity and to. Uh, see her in action. It's just absolutely just uh, that she had handled herself in that case. I was like, this, 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 this is like. that this case is rooted in white supremacy you know we already know that that's that's the given 
go there. That's that's another that's another issue. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, Cause I pretty much covered, you know, everything. The justices, uh, other justices, including Chief Justice uh, Roberts, she took them to school. So I want you to listen to this. In the brief that was, you know, that was presented, Alabama audaciously attacked the three-part, which has been used for decades to establish whether map did not Justice Samuel Alito seems to question whether Alabama arguments was at the uh, so real quick. What is the Jingles test? Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, so this was based on the 1982 uh, case that was this six by the Supreme Court. Rendering the districts of General Assembly of North States impair the ability of Black voters to elect candidates of their choice. Uh, claims of voter dilution. It's test. So these are the three roots. So these that was established by this US Supreme Court for approval of 1965. Number one, a majority group was demonstrated majority in a single member district. Number two, a cohesive. Number three, a group must demonstrate the minority groups preferable candidate. So what what is that all? So first of all, Minority group the group must demonstrate that it is large enough must be the minority. Second of all, the majority group must of dilution of political power. And then finally, uh, must demonstrate that um, 
seizures or discrepancies that indicate that the groups. So in, in other words, number three about the fact that you know is fair, especially if you have a, a, a We want to ensure that uh, the election process is fair, that the vote goes test All right, so let's go back. So basically, Supreme Court Justice uh, Alito, you know, And that, yeah, that's pretty much you know you know you know what he was you know asking. And another thing I want to point out is is that uh, and um, Uh, pretty much said that their argument against Section 2 of the voting, even though she didn't say it, uh, you know, out loud, Alabama on the Gulf Coast were the community of interest that deserve protection. Black Americans in the Black Belt. She basically said that is wrong. That that, that the Gingles test, uh, the foundation, criteria to ensure that there is no dilution in voting or political power. That in the state of Alabama. Um, uh, a history of discrimination in Black communities. That's one thing she did admit. And in these were able to tell their personal side of the story of why they believe were have violated section two of the Voting Rights Act. Here you have, um, here you have ordinary people, common people, a story to tell. And when this case went to before the Supreme Court, they had an offer. Who country would know just how once again Alabama's in the news and it's definitely not good. Uh, so that's the lowdown. So that's pretty much the lowdown of what happened. And the uh, 
mayoral case on Tuesday, October the 4th. Um, for solidarity was a little bit more organized that they had more people from Alabama. Everything went pretty well. Um, the trip was there. Um, I did learn some things about, more things about the case. stories that was connected to the case and I think that that's very important you know when we're trying to you know to believe that this is an issue of whether or not proceed or not the personal stories really help and that's what this case has up to uh, convince the Supreme Court that a section two of the Voters' Rights Act. So that's pretty much uh, our coverage. Our coverage here of of the case, um, Milliken. Won't know. Um, Right now, the court has not made a decision. And when, yeah. so in the meanwhile, go to the Australia Broadcast Section Facebook page. Uh, the case, we also have like some background information, you know, on the case if you want to hear that arguments you can also go to the same facebook page eight uh, on what's going on with the case um uh, i i i hope in court uh was out with the plaintiffs but they were also and honor the Voting Rights Act. What happens? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will continue. We will come back and we will report it. So until then, thank you so much. Thank you.
Audio Jungle. expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by RadioGuestList.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is a presentation of OBS News, which is responsible for the guests and comments. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.